Welcome to the Prescription Wellness Podcast with Dr. Angelique and Doc Mark, two healthcare practitioners ready to overthrow the status quo and bring sustainable wellness culture to the workplace. Why? Because health is really all you have. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Prescription Wellness. And we talked a lot in our last episode in relationship to what is your why? So why are you doing anything? It's kind of a uh, just a nod to mindfulness. So in this episode, we wanted to talk about why people's goals can fail because um, our goal here is to help you be able to not only recognize what your goals are, but be able to achieve them. And most importantly, we want you to sustain them. So we're going to talk today about why those goals fail and how we can kind of keep the momentum going from actually going from the why to the action. I know Chance has lots of good stuff to say about that. Absolutely. And, and being therapists, both you and I, we, we set lots and lots of goals daily. And um, I feel like a lot of times whenever I set a goal for a patient, it, it's really hard for me because I don't know what they're trying to achieve. And, and that's what I feel like that's the way a lot of people are going through life. They don't, they haven't set themselves goals, so they don't really know what they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, whenever, whenever a goal isn't yours, you're, you're not likely to achieve it. So whenever I, I set a goal for a patient, say, uh, I want them to be able to achieve 180 degrees shoulder flexion, that really doesn't mean much to them because there's, there's no intrinsic motivation. A good goal for the patient would be something where they say, hey, I'd like to be able to reach up and grab a cup off the top shelf because I want to be able to feed myself, you know, uh, having that intrinsic motivation. So stepping away from the therapy side, we can look at bigger goals like life goals. So if, if you don't have that internal why, kind of like we talked about the last episode, you're not going to have a very good goal. And once you figure out that why, the next step would be typically to set a nice specific goal. So if, you, if you're looking to achieve, you know, I want to lose weight this year, that's not a very specific goal and it's, it's not likely to be achieved. Um, you could lose one pound and, and think that you've achieved your goals or, or you could lose 50 pounds and say, I haven't achieved my goal just yet. So a nice specific goal of say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by this date um, and then reward yourself at the end of that. And then in order to achieve the, those goals, you really want to make sure that you've set yourself up a nice action plan. And I, I know we, we, we've kind of talked about this before, but procrastination is definitely one of my, my biggest uh, downfalls, unfortunately. Uh, I really struggle with that. And I found this article last year that I really enjoyed by a gentleman named uh, James Clear. He he described something called the acrasia effect. Basically, that's procra- procrastination. It's it's the state of acting against your better judgment. And one of the most interesting things that he talks about in this is time inconsistency. Basically, as humans, it's human nature for us to value immediate rewards more highly than future rewards. So uh, it's, it's easy to set these weight loss goals or these, these exercise goals, but not necessarily, you know, want to get off the couch because it's too cold outside. So we're, we're looking more to preserve our, our immediate reward of being, you know, rest on the couch versus this long-term reward of being healthy. 
So I, I just thought that was really interesting because especially with diet goals, it, we, we like to reward ourselves with this, oh man, this candy bar looks really good, but that doesn't necessarily match up with our future selves of being this healthy person. And, um, go ahead, Angelique. No, that's, I mean, yeah, you make some really good points. I know that, um, the clients and stuff that I've worked with, you know, almost everybody comes with a weight goal, it seems. And that's something that we can definitely address in another podcast. But, um, you know, that that's one of the most, I think the most common goals that I see when I'm working with, um, my clients, the, the life coaching clients and, um, people come in with that feeling of, you know, I'm broken. I have no willpower. I, you know, obviously something's wrong with me. And, you know, I really, I hate that because I mean, yes, we have to find a level of, uh, as you mentioned, you know, intrinsic motivation, that internal motivator that's going to keep that fire burning and uh, that we can always access no matter what, because external motivators aren't always available, right? So we have to have that internal motivator um, because that's us. That's that's what's, what we carry around all the time, you know, but I, I often have to have that conversation with my clients that, you know, enacting willpower when you may not even realize that it's not your willpower, there might be some other biochemical things at play. Again, that's, that's time for another podcast because that is a podcast in and of itself. But I think being gentle with yourself in realizing that, you know, it's okay that you're at this place that you're at, whatever that is. You have to be able to dial it back enough to get out of that modality of, thinking there's something wrong with you, whether there's shame involved, you know, what feeling bad about yourself so that you can open up that mind space so that you can be ready to get the information you need to start making those changes. That is like a really, really, really big thing. And I can't talk about mindset enough. I don't want anybody doing anything until they have gotten right with their mind. Otherwise you, you create this perpetual love, hate, guilt cycle, no matter what it is that you're doing or not doing, you know, so if we, my opinion is if you really want to get to a level of sustainability where you're not, um, I hate to use the word fail, but you know, where you're not accomplishing the things that you fully intended to accomplish, you know, I don't want people beating themselves up. You know, we talked about reassessing goals as needed, and if you're finding yourself slipping back and not being motivated, what do we need to look at? Is your why still the same? Do you still want to achieve whatever it is that the, your goal is? Okay, well, maybe we're just not going about it the right way. So let's look and reassess and see what we have to do to get you there. It might look very different than what we planned in the, in the initial. And again, you know that as well as I do, because that's, that's what we do when we evaluate and reevaluate our patients. You know, if they're not making progress, we have to see why, you know, so. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a, a excellent point right there in the clinic. If whenever a patient comes in the next time, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to assess and reassess. And a lot of times when we set goals, we, we just set a goal and maybe we'll develop an action plan, but 
a lot of times we get to the, the end of the next year and they're like, oh crap, I set a goal back in January 1, but did I assess myself as I went? And honestly, a lot of us don't. Um, a, a good practice is really just to, at the end of each week, even take a step back and say, hey, did I do a few things this week to take that initial step towards that, that goal that I set for myself? And that kind of goes back to this procrastination effect where if you don't design your future actions, if you don't prepare in advance, you know, you're not ever going to achieve those goals because you're just going to be sitting there looking at the goal over and over and just feel overwhelmed. So kind of touching on the the mindset movement and menu aspect of it. I know Angelique does this a lot, but kind of touch on like, what do you do uh, throughout the week to, to not feel overwhelmed with eating healthy, like that, the meal preparation that you typically do? Yeah, you know, I love my food. <laughs> and so I never want to be without food. I, I love food that much. I always want to make sure I have some on hand. And, um, you know, because I never know what situations I'm going to find myself in. Because um, my schedule, as you know, chance has changed quite a bit in the last couple of years, and even more so in the last um, year. And then even recently, it changed again. So I'm having to constantly um, reassess my um, status quo. Um, but with food, I mean, that's pretty, I'm pretty consistent with food. <laughs> so <laughs> I, said, I don't want to be that I get cranky if I'm not. So I am all about the prep. And I know that can get like people hear, oh, food prep, food prep. And that again, it's becoming one of those things people hear all the time. And it just sounds like a lot to do. And it, it just really isn't going to have to be initially, like anytime you're starting something new, it's going to feel like it. Absolutely. Will it feel totally out of your comfort zone? Absolutely. But when you have someone um, like a coach, you know, who can kind of help you through that process, all of a sudden, you know, we've worked out the kinks pretty quick and we find out what works for you. Um, I am always, <clears throat> excuse me, I am always making or finding a recipe for something that I want to make. And sometimes it's gotten to a point where I can just whip up anything because I've made certain things so often and I can extrapolate from that recipe. But I always tell people, get a recipe or two or three, and especially if you've never done it before, buy the ingredients just for that recipe or those recipes. And especially, here's my tip that I do with my clients pick a couple of recipes that have like the same ingredients in them, <laughs> you know, and maybe like one variation or something. And that way you can utilize the same ingredients just in different ways, um, whether it's a spice or whatever. And that way it's not going to waste. Um, but you make those things and then you end up with plenty, usually depending on how many you're cooking for, you have leftovers. So you can take care of another dinner and, you know, probably a lunch or you can make a double batch of something. I'm a big proponent of steaming eggs and baking bacon at the same time that I'm making just about anything else because those are staples in my house. There is always a big bowl full of steamed eggs in my refrigerator and always a zip, you know, like a quart size Ziploc bag of bacon that I have baked. And that way we can use it as a topping for something and kind of a, a bacon, lettuce, tomato wrap. I mean, infinite, you know, and, and then it's just taken care of. I'm not having to do it in the moment. So yeah, food prep, but there's, there's good ways to food prep. There's ways to do that. So it's not overwhelming. 
Absolutely. And, and for those of you that are curious, steamed eggs are the same thing as boiled eggs. It's just a, a lot easier way to, to boil an egg, basically. <laughs> it is. And yes, it is um, easier to peel the egg, too. I, I won't ever go back to hard boiling <laughs> eggs since I found out about steaming eggs. I was like, where has this been all my life? So yeah, trust me, if you want instructions, I'm happy to devote a podcast to that. <laughs> Perfect. I do want to yeah, I do want to go back and touch on on one thing about the food prep that I, I really find interesting is is this idea of we we have these preconceived notions of something new is going to be rather difficult and and that's what I typically find a lot of people have trouble with is that initial friction of, of getting things started is just that oh my gosh I'm afraid to fail or oh my gosh it's going to be difficult and a lot of times what I find for myself is it's not necessarily the the work that itself that's hard it's the initial act of getting it started that's rather difficult and that's that's where i find small things like like little rituals so say if someone wants to start working up in the morning and they are going to have to get up an hour early rather than setting your alarm you know immediately for an hour earlier than what you typically get up maybe set your alarm for 10 minutes earlier than what you normally do try that for a week get up walk around a little bit and then uh, the next weeks do it 20 minutes early and, t- and build yourself up to that hour versus that uh, getting up, you know, an hour early right away so in, and having that, that game plan that we talked about earlier in place, then that, that's setting yourself up for that success and finally achieving those goals this year versus setting that new resolution next year to once again, you know, lose, lose that weight. Yeah. And, you know, I am a huge proponent of people doing things that they love. I mean, I don't guess anybody would say otherwise, but I think we we tend to push and we as in the collective, you know, we tend to push people into you got to get fit and you, you know, you got to, you know, stop eating the junk and whatever. Like, and yeah, those are, those are true. But I think for someone who is perhaps really, really in a space where they, we just talked about this in the beginning, really want to, but they're just so overwhelmed. I think if you, first of all, just find something that you really like to do and you get excited about it, like the getting up in the morning, I think is a fantastic idea. I used to never be a morning person, but I have found that as my life has gone on and grown and I've tried new and different things incorporating it in my life and I have more responsibilities or different responsibilities now that I am exceedingly efficient in the mornings like pretty much before 10 a.m. like I can I can get a whole day's work done before 10 a.m. and um and if it gets much later than that I'm I have I have to struggle to like stay on on task and so I have found that I really enjoy getting up super early and getting things done that I really like, like making my coffee, my buttered coffee. Like I can't even wait to wake up in the morning (laughs) to go and do that. That's one thing. But then that I'm, I'm at the top of my game at that time. So I'm able to get a lot more done and I'm loving what I'm doing. So as soon as my alarm's up and sometimes now I'm conditioned, I wake up before my alarm and that's even more exciting because I'm like, Oh my God, I have an extra 20 minutes, you know? (laughs) So it's whatever it is that, that is going to literally get you up in the morning or figuratively get you up in the morning. What is that thing that you start looking forward to? Yeah, we get up because we have to, right? We've got kids to take care of. We've got jobs to go to, et cetera, et cetera. But what is that thing that, 
thing that, that sparks you, um, it, my, Diane Sanfilippo, uh, she says, what is it that lights you up? Then do that. You know, I love that. And that is one of my guiding forces, my guiding quotes, because you're not going to want to go to the gym <laughs> and lift weights or get a personal trainer or take a walk around the block if that just really doesn't resonate with you. Okay, well, what does? Start with that. And it doesn't even have to be a fitness goal. It doesn't have to be a food goal. It has to be a goal that makes you excited. Perhaps you like to write poetry. Get up in the morning and start busting out some poetry because maybe you don't have time for it during the rest of the day. You know, do that thing that ignites you. I'm all about burning your internal fire. And then other things are going to open up to you. You're going to want to get up and maybe, you know, cook an omelet or, you know, I mean, we could go on. That's a rabbit hole that we could just go down. But you start with small changes, start with things that light you up, and then it is going to lead into other things, guaranteed. So, ah, I could talk about this all day, and I get excited. Um, Chance, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I, I, I loved everything that you just touched on right there. It's, it's got to be driven from internal uh, motivations in order for you to achieve it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be going to the gym. Fit, fitness and wellness isn't just about, you know, how, you're, how you look in your clothes. It's about how you feel overall. It's, it's that mindset. It's that movement. And it's the menu. Whatever, whatever uh, that, that spark quote was all about, that's, that's 100% what I believe in as well. Yeah, you know, goals are often viewed as it's difficult and challenging, and we put endless pressure on ourselves to achieve them. And that by itself can be overwhelming. But you know, the truth is that goals are useless without that system of daily actionable steps. So whatever it is that lights you up, do that. And, you know, then be okay with reassessing and reflecting and readjusting because that is what's going to move you forward. So we love that you guys have joined us today and um, we will definitely see you in episode three.